And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead. Very happy to be here with you. My main website is dwtruthwarrior.com. You can go and find all the projects and past shows and all the goodies that I have over there. Um, and I'm very happy to be here with you. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. And even though I still feel like we're in 2020, the groundhog year that never ended, but <laughs> that's another story. Let some people jump in. Hello, everybody. Let's double check how everything's going. We've got people tuning in from all over. We're live on the Foxhole. We're live on Twitch. We're live on DLive. We're live on Rockfin. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you here. Today is going to be an awesome show. Stick around. I've got Alex Newman here for about 45 minutes. I'm going to just give him the floor to give us an update on all of the things he's been researching. He's a journalist. He writes for the New American Magazine and other publications. He's a freedom fighter. He's a truth warrior. We're going to pick his brain on the pandemic, the quack scene, the transhumanist uh, agenda, and whatever else is on the man's mind. And then after we say goodbye to Alex, I've got some news to cover with you, and we'll have a nice little chit-chat. So hopefully you're all going to stick around, get nice and cozy, and let's hang out and talk about what is going on in this world and what can we do about it. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in my esteemed guest, there he is, the great, the one and only Alex Newman. Alex, thank you so much for jumping on here last minute. I know you're busy, as we all seem to be these days. So glad to have you here, man. I hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to Truth Warrior. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you. I hope you also had a wonderful time. It's hard to have a bad time here in Florida. We've got all this freedom, all this beautiful sunshine, great beaches. So uh, it's been awesome. And thank you very much for having me on the program, David. It's great to be with you. Oh, sure. And I, I guess you're going to be telling us about all the bodies you're tripping over there in Florida, um, <laughs> about how the economy is just plummeting into the ground. Well, maybe that is happening. I don't know. Uh, but just how there's a nightmare scenario with ICUs overflowing with patients falling out of the windows. Um, you know, the homeless populations in, in Florida, no doubt, have been completely decimated uh, since the, the, the restrictions have been lifted and the mandates. So um, please tell us the carnage of, of what freedom has done to Florida over this past few months. You know, it, it, it's so bad that uh, AOC, uh, I, I forget how you say her proper name, Alexander Occasional Cortex or something, the, the lunatic Democrat from New York who's actually proud of being a socialist. Uh, it's so bad that after two years of talking about how terrible Florida was and death Santis, our dear governor, uh, she decided to come down here last week and party with no face diaper on her face with her beta male boyfriend uh, at a bar in Miami. And then when she got caught and, and people were like, hey, what are you doing in Florida with no face diaper? Like, I thought it was terrible to be in Florida because they didn't have all the mandates. Like, oh, well, you guys just want to have sex with me. And, and that's why you're criticizing me. I, I kid you not. This is the reality of our politics. But no, Florida is uh, is doing great. We do have a much uh, older population than uh, than the rest of the nation. They call Florida God's waiting room because a lot of people come down here to kind of retire and <laughs> wait to move on to the next life. But uh, no, Florida's doing great. Um, we you know we do have I think a little bit of uh, excess mortality probably coming from the uh, the injections. But we we never had any of these lockdowns. None of this madness. Our, our governor never locked stuff down. We never uh, we never had a single moment of a face diaper mandate or anything like that where I stay. Some of the local governments tried, but uh, DeSantis brought them to heel very quickly. And um, you know we we didn't have any kind of catastrophe. Just like Sweden, you know, two years of uh, just being free during the pandemic, and uh, you could look at their numbers: no excess mortality, no nothing. So uh, Florida and Sweden have been proving that the COVID 
totalitarians or the branch covidians as i call them have been wrong 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 you don't need to fight a mild virus with tyranny in fact you don't need to fight anything with tyranny unless your goal is to get rid of freedom right but we all know that reality and facts and logic and truth are all just right-wing wild conspiracy theories. So, I mean, everybody will just have to take what Alex just said with a critical eye, I guess. Uh, you know, make sure you don't let too much of that freedom speak get into you. <laughs> uh, it's a ridiculous I encourage everybody to come it, down to Florida and, and see for themselves the disaster that freedom has caused. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've had Florida and Texas rules at my place this entire time. We had a fantastic little holiday, got together with friends and family. We defied the orders that were issued, the recommendations that were issued by the medical czar, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, who knows all, sees all. Um, and we just decided that it wasn't for us. Um, and we're here. I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. I feel great. Probably had a little too much eggnog, maybe a few too many shortbread cookies. But other than that, my health is amazing. Um, I'm sure everybody listening has their stories to tell. But Alex, um, all jokes aside, here we are. It's 2022. It's been two years to stop the spread. Apparently, it didn't stop the spread of, of communism, fascism, whatever you want to call it, but uh, or, or any kind of virus or anything like that. Okay. We're into the Omicron variant now, which... People are telling me, I'm speaking to doctors and nurses, and they're like, hey, <laughs> it's a cold. And I'm like, what? It's a cold? So we're doing all this for a cold? And, and they're like, and it's the dominant variant, so you, nobody's catching the other ones, and they're not dying. And I think the whole thing was a farce. But what are you seeing in general? Like, what's on your radar with this insanity with the lockdowns? That, I mean, you're in Florida, so maybe it's not the same, but I'm sure you've been casting your eye to what's going around the world. I live in Chinata, so... Our government is ready to start kicking doors down until we get jabbed and wear masks. Um, but, you know, it's pretty crazy all around. There seems to be a lot of resistance, though. Maybe comment on where you're at with following this pandemic and then where you're at with where people are at in America. Are they waking up? Is there a big resistance? Are we seeing a great awakening start or are people going back to sleep? And are we all just totally screwed and I should have just taken the black pill? What do you think? Well, I, I can tell you the the narrative of the COVID totalitarians of the branch COVIDians has completely and utterly collapsed. Um, you know, e even the dummies that went out and got their injections and then they got their booster, then they still got COVID and now they're mad. They're like, wait a minute, what? I did all that and I still got COVID anyway. You've got to be kidding me. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we've been doing around here is uh, medical freedom rallies. We've got some good friends that have been organizing these and I show up just to you know show my support, see what's going on. And no exaggeration for every middle finger, for every, you know, we get uh, probably 200. Yeah, go honking and we support you. And. Um, and, oh, and that's yeah. how collapsed the narrative is. So, you know, we still have these kind of people that live in a bubble. Uh, you know, apparently CNN still gets like 800,000 viewers at prime time, which, you know, not, not even close to ancient aliens. You know, so it's not a lot of people, <laughs> but uh, but they still have some. I mean, 800,000 is not nothing. So you still have some people that exist in this bubble and are still buying it. But I tell you, it's a very small minority. But that has not stopped the branch COVIDians, the COVID totalitarians. Here in Florida, we're, we're kind of unique. Uh, I, I think we're doing far better than anywhere else on the planet. But Washington, D.C., Chicago, New York City, uh, the, the lunatics on the left coast, the, the land of fruits and nuts, California, uh, they're now moving ahead with vaccine passports and, and they're trying to mandate this. Illinois just today uh, adopted Biden's crazy regulations on the vaccines into their state code because they figure the U.S. Supreme Court is going to throw out Biden's mandates. 
So we're not out of the woods by any means yet. And in fact, the rhetoric uh, has gotten more and more intense. So you guys in Canada, you had your oh, yeah. lunatic uh, wannabe Marxist dictator say, we got to wonder whether we should keep tolerating the unvaxxed. Uh, you've got the lunatic wannabe Marxist dictator of France suggesting that those who won't take the jab are not even citizens, that uh, he wants to piss them off. Or as they say in French, I know some of your Canadian viewers uh, are familiar with the language. We're going to emmerder. The, the unvaccinated, which, uh, you know, yes, it means piss off. It also means dip in excrement. Uh, so I, I, I well, speaking of excrement, of- ready to jump in there, Alex, speaking of excrement, I saw footage on Twitter. I got to fact check it, but I saw footage of a, a politician in France and all these protesters surrounding throwing garbage and feces at the guy. So it's kind of going back the other way. And I also do have some uh, really good photographs of Macron and Trudeau, Castro Trudeau hanging out without masks, getting a little bit close uh, at a bunch of different events. So I kind of get this weird feeling like maybe everything's connected. Maybe there's central planning and organization behind some of this. And some interesting statements coming out from the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, of which you know so much about. And I want to tell people to go back and watch our past interviews on the WHO and the United Nations. There's whole documentary film series that could be made just about that. But do you feel that you know, with this good news and feel free to keep giving us more um, is, do you think that this is just proving it out that this was a centrally planned operation? Um, the conspiracy theorists were right and people should really start to critically analyze what they're being told by the lamestream media. Yeah. At this point, there's no question anymore, David. Um, this was a plan. This was orchestrated. We've got smoking gun documents going back at least a decade, uh, depending on who uh, and what documents you're looking at, maybe two decades. They've been planning this for a long time. It was orchestrated from the beginning. It has relied on lies and censorship and propaganda and terror from the very beginning. That's not uh, the the hallmarks of a legitimate, truthful narrative, right? When you have to lie to people, when you have to suppress people, when you have to silence doctors, when you have to intimidate people, uh, that is not what you usually see when somebody is telling you the truth. (laughs) That's what you usually see when someone's trying to sell you lies. So I I think the people are waking up, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world. There's absolutely coordination. I mean, to give you one obvious example, uh, the World Economic Forum has been involved in these plannings for for many years, Uh, just right a couple of months before the COVID started. We saw Event 201, where the World Economic Forum, the the Bill Gates of Hell Foundation and uh, Johns Hopkins School of Public Health, the Bloomberg School of Public Health teamed up for Event 201. And uh, one of the main things they were interested in was how do we silence what they call misinformation. Uh, we need to get the media, what, one of the guys described it as flooding the zone with truthful information, which means uh, propaganda. So this was coordinated. And if you look at the world leaders that are pushing this narrative the hardest, uh, and there are many of them, including Macron, including the lunatic in New Zealand, including in Canada, uh, many of them were uh, fellows, young leadership fellows for the World Economic Forum. A whole bunch of them. Uh, they're also many of them connected through these back channels, through these nefarious, uh, shadowy organizations. This was planned. Uh, the goal was always to steal your freedom. It was never to protect you from a genetically engineered virus that was engineered in North America and manufactured by the Chicoms in China. That was never the goal. Um, it was always to bring about this great reset. Now, their agenda, their their narrative has fallen apart to the point where they're not going to be able to get away with it without another 
major crisis to accelerate that process. And so I imagine mm. that's probably what they're preparing for now. The cyber pandemic, the economic collapse, the hyperinflation to destroy the dollar, uh, you know, maybe the next release of some sort of bioengineered superbug. Uh, they're not done with us yet by any means. But the number of people who have woken up now is in the hundreds of millions, if not billions. Uh, these people are not going to go back to sleep. They may be scared into temporarily surrendering control of their faculties for a moment, but they're not going back to sleep. And so the the deep state, the branch COVIDians are in some big trouble, I think. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And uh, yeah, they got to we're not done with them, but they're also not we're not done with them either. They're not done with us. We're also not done with them. They're not the only player on this chessboard. People are waking up. I'm seeing it more and more in my own personal life. Um, I've been doing this kind of work for about 18, 19 years. I know you've been doing it for a long time. Have you seen a change in people around you from say last year, this time to this year in terms of reception to looking at things a little bit differently and maybe actually watching some of your shows or interviews or actually looking at some of the documented verifiable evidence that you've been dropping this entire time? Are they more receptive now? I, I cannot tell you, I cannot even probably count, David, the number of people who have called me or emailed me over the last couple of years and said, you know, Alex, I used to think you were a little bit crazy. I, I used to think you were a little bit extreme. I, I used to wonder about some of the stuff you said. I, I just assumed it wasn't true. But oh, my goodness, you were right, man. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard that so many times over the last couple of years. Uh, you, you just can't even count. Uh, and that's a good sign. Uh, you know, people from my church, people who just were going along to get along, you know, they're, they're working their jobs, they're raising their kids, they're doing their thing. Uh, now suddenly they're active. Now they're going to protest and they're running for office and they're contributing, they're paying attention, they're sharing out news on their email chains. I mean, it, this is stuff that would have been unthinkable a couple of years ago. Uh, there is a great awakening happening. We're, we're just in the midst of it. Um, and, and I think really great things are going to result from this. And again, I, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm just a Pollyanna and everything's going to be fine. Everybody's going to wake up because that's not right. what I'm saying. Uh, these these are maniacs. They're psychopaths. They're terrorists. They're genocidal lunatics who wouldn't hesitate to slaughter millions of us if they thought they could do it and get away with it and advance their cause through doing that. So they're not done with us. They're absolutely not. But the idea that suddenly Americans are just going to or Canadians or, or French people are just going to wake up and say, well, you know, I, I guess we'll just go back to believing the media now that the covid is over. I mean, it's, it's preposterous. It's not going to happen. Uh, we've had millions of families in America pull their kids out of these government indoctrination centers over the last couple of years. Uh, it's a tsunami, a flood out of the government school system. Now, these are kids who are going to be uh, getting homeschooled. The kids are going to be going to good private schools, getting a good education. They'll learn to read. They'll learn to think uh, the dividends that this is going to pay decades, generations into the future cannot be overstated. I mean, we're looking at some really great things happening. And, uh, you know, the more they push, the more these good things happen. So praise God. Uh, very, very good news. Yeah, I think they're all falling on their sword. I smell panic. I smell fear. I smell nothing but beta moves from these people. Um, and yes, they still have power. Yes, they are very dangerous. They control the key positions of influence, of power, of, of wealth and finance in the world. Um, however, they are still few in number compared to the masses of humanity. And we don't even need everybody to wake up. We just need a certain critical uh, threshold to be reached the way I see it in order for enough pushback to happen. And that small group, which is growing every single day, as you're saying, and I'm seeing it, people I speak with all over the world, literally are telling me the same thing that that's going to reach a point where it's going to change the tide. 
Um, and I, I really believe that this is going to be like one of those Rocky movies where he's getting his ass kicked like for like eight, nine rounds. And then he comes back, you know, he's got Mickey in his corner saying, get up, get up, rock, you know, and that's what's happening to humanity. Get up, get off your knees. Come on, we can win this. You got to have that spirit of, of hope, but also keep it rational. Let's not get too pie in the sky. We're not out of the woods yet. Nobody here is saying sit up and do nothing. Nobody's saying that. Um, I see more people doing the same thing as well. Alex, taking action, running for office, uh, changing jobs. That's a huge thing for people to say, I have to leave my 20 plus year career of doing the only thing I've ever known because I'm refusing to take this experimental drug and I think it's wrong. Um, and now I've had people tell me I've heard horror stories, which is really sad. But at the same time, I've also heard a lot of victory stories where people are telling me, I just went into a career that I didn't even know I'd be good at or that I would really love. I love my, my boss. You know, they're respecting my freedom. And I'm seeing that. I'm seeing websites in Canada being started to do job fairs for jobs that are not requiring the passport or the mask. Um, and, and that's a positive. I would have never seen that before in Canada, to be honest with you. So yeah. there are a lot of positive signs. One thing you're saying about this great awakening, I'm seeing this as this is happening across multiple issues. I think we're all so focused on the pandemic because it's, it's on our doorstep. Uh, but at the same time, there's so many other things happening. Wouldn't you agree? And maybe we could sketch what you see because we've got all this stuff in the United States coming out about the election fraud, which we know it was fraudulent. Um, and more and more of that is coming out. More states are doing these forensic audits from what I'm hearing. Um, and that's a positive sign, you know, whether people are pro or whatever against Trump, that's besides the point. The point is the world is waking up to the fact that the game is rigged, just like George Carlin warned us. The table is tilted. These people are um, selecting themselves into these offices. And that's an awakening that's happening. We have the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, the Epstein, the Peter Nygaard's getting taken down. Uh, a lot of resignations of really interesting people, all in different uh, corporations, government positions, you know, Democrats that are just dropping out of the race, never wanting to run again. Rhinos dropping out, never wanting to run again. Um, I don't know what's going to continue to happen with this Maxwell thing, but a positive thing is that it has reached more people. That subject, which is really important of human trafficking, systemic pedophilia, the satanic Hollywood elites, etc. So that's a that's a part of the awakening. Uh, so what do we got? Pandemic, election fraud, uh, satanic pedophilia, all that stuff. Uh, what else, what am I missing? E economy. People are looking at the economy differently. They want to go more towards uh, precious metals or cryptos or whatever to get away from the Federal Reserve shit. Uh, so what what else do you see? And do you see this as a big package of things that are happening to help wake humanity up to what's really been going on so we can free ourselves? There's no question about it, David. And this, if, if you talk to people who've kind of awakened to the fact that the elites are lying to us and hate us and, and want to build a global slave state, um, it's the same story for everyone. I mean, it's not always the same issues, but it's always they find something and they know they're being lied to. You know, for me, I, I learned about the, the Federal Reserve, the way the money system works. And I learned about mm -hmm. false flag terrorism. I was like, oh, my goodness, if they would lie about those things, what wouldn't they lie about? And, and that's a process that begins differently in every person. You know, maybe they're they're watching CNN and, and CNN says something that they know to be false because they work in that agency or they work in that business or they're experts in that particular field of science. They say, that's simply not true. 
if CNN is lying to me about this, if the government is using CNN to lie to me about this, what else might they be lying about? And then begins the yeah. long and difficult process. Of, well, if they're lying about that, maybe they're lying about this and maybe this and this and this. Uh, and and it, it awakens a hunger in people for the truth. Not all people. I mean, there's some people who are like, oh, my goodness, truth. I'm going to quickly bury my head in the sand and pretend like I never heard that. Uh, just take the blue pill. I don't want to know any of this because it's too scary. Uh, there are those people, but a, a huge percentage of people. And this is how it was for me. When I found out that I had been lied to about the money system and the false flag terrorism, I said, oh, my goodness, I have to learn more about all these different things. So I started getting books and I started watching documentaries and I started reading. And uh, and then you gradually it's a process. It's a, it takes many years. You say, well, you know, I learned this in school. Is that true? Okay, well, yeah, one plus one really does seem to equal two. Okay, good. That's safe. Um, you know, then I learned uh, about X, Y, Z. Is that true? Well, no, that's not true. So you got to go through this, this long, difficult, arduous process of sorting out what was true, what was false that you were taught. Uh, and, and there are now huge number, incalculable numbers of people who are going through that process right now. Uh, maybe they see their child being brainwashed in the public school. Well, if I can't trust the government mm -hmm. to educate my children because they want to teach them this filth, this garbage, this nonsense, these lies, can I really trust them to tell me what I should be injecting into my body because of an alleged COVID-19? Um, and Good so it, this builds on itself. And, and these people, once they're on that search for truth, there's no way that they're going to get back to sleep. Uh, yes, there's a chance that They'll be diverted temporarily. You know, the elites are masters of this stuff, of trying to throw up uh, rabbit trails that people will chase down, things that lead to dead ends. Uh, or it's all, it's the Jews. If you just, if we could just get the Jews, then, then we'll, you know, the, the elites do that kind of stuff because they want us to go off on silly tangents. They want us to argue amongst ourselves or they'll tell certain people, it's the white people, they're oppressing you with their privilege. Or, you know, it's it's yeah. the men who are oppressing you. You know, you, you just need to hate the men, right? They just, as long as they can divide us, there's a lot of that. And as people go through their search for truth, sometimes we get diverted. We, you know, go down these silly rabbit trails. But ultimately, once these people, People are on the search for truth. Uh, I'm confident that a large percentage, though maybe even a strong majority, will ultimately end up coming to their senses, realizing we've been lied to. Um, and, and I think one of the strongest things they have going for them right now, David, and, and it's not working as well in Florida as it is in other places, because we can go outside and talk to each other, is that even though a lot of people are waking up, they don't yet realize that everybody else is awake too. So, you know, they're sitting at home right. and they're researching this stuff. They're watching your show and they're thinking, oh my goodness, my wife and I and, and David and Alice, we're the only ones in the whole world who know what's going on. And it's like, no, your neighbors know, but they're too scared that you're going to think uh, they're an extremist if they tell you. So we got to get over this phobia that we have that, you know, people actually believe the garbage on TV. It just, and, and I do this. I make a point of doing this no matter where I go. If I'm in an Uber, if I'm, uh, you know, in a restaurant, I'll talk to the Uber driver. I'll talk to the waitress. I'll talk to the mechanic who's changing the oil in my car. I'll talk to the plumber who's fixing the leak in my pipes. Like, hey, man, so what do you think about the election? What do you think about the COVID? What do you think about Joe Biden? You know, I, I always ask these kinds of questions just to, as a kind of barometer to see where people at. And I'll tell you, people are fed up. They're seeing through the lies. And, uh, you know, they're, the establishment is terrified that we're going to get out from our basements and stop obeying these silly, you can't see other people and go talk to each other and realize that we all know. Yeah, a good example of this, David, and then I'll kick it back to you, is YouTube, right? Uh, it, the World Economic mm -hmm. Forum's YouTube channel is absolutely hilarious. It's, it's this <laughs> asinine propaganda about, you know, we need to get rid of private property. We should all be slaves. Transhumanism is wonderful. And if you look at the upvotes to the downvotes, what you were seeing is it's a thousand to one people People downvoting this stuff. Uh, same with the CNN propaganda. And all yeah, people are downvoting this in huge numbers. That's why they had to get rid of the downvotes. That's why they had to get mm -hmm. rid of the comment sections on all the big newspapers because they'd post a propaganda article and it would be a hundred to one people saying this is a silly piece of propaganda. This isn't true. So once we all realize that 
everybody else realizes this too, they're in huge trouble. And that's why they're trying so desperately to stop that because the awakening is happening. It's here already. Now we just need to connect with each other and realize that everybody else knows this too. And that's when real progress happens. Oh, I love it. I agree. And I was, yeah, I was just going to say, that's why YouTube has to do these things. They got to shadow ban people. They got to censor people like my, I've had multiple channels kicked off. I'm sure you've had your share. Um, even friends of mine who aren't, they don't podcast. They like play video games online and stuff. And like during a chat in between call of duty, they're talking about the election or they're talking about something with the pandemic. And then their, their YouTube uh, streaming channel for Call of Duty gets shut down. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> right? So um, they've shot themselves in the foot. And the way I've been seeing it is the more crazy they act, the more crazy they look. And the more crazy they look, the more people see how crazy they are. And then they go, wait a minute, I wasn't the one who was crazy all this time for <laughs> thinking and having this gut feeling like something was wrong. And then they go, and then like you, they go to the guy, and you you want to pay a dollar seventy for gas? Like, is this is this normal? This wasn't happening before. People are like, yeah, it's you know, it'll blow over. Well, like another two weeks, just like all the other shit. Like, it what's crazy is here um, where I am in Canada, we're literally back, Alex, to the beginning of the pandemic in terms of what the government is mandating. Um, it's as if it just started. So we're back to lockdowns in certain provinces and certain cities. Um, back to you got people have three jabs now. Three. It's not enough. And oh, you're still you're catching the COVID. Right? Yeah. You're still catching COVID. It's because of the unvaxxed though. Mm. So the people that took the experimental pharmaceutical product um, to stop themselves from getting sick are getting sick with the thing they took it to stop. But the people who didn't take it, who aren't sick or not as sick as you guys are, are the ones to blame. For what a sales pitch that is, is to tell everybody that only when the whole world takes multiple versions of our new drug Will we get out of this, even though the evidence says to the contrary, it's mind numbing. But as you said, the water cooler talk that you're talking about of what we used to just kind of gather on the way, hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Um, that's it has to happen online. So I guess maybe people don't feel it's real because online isn't real. It's a digital frontier, right? We're not used to conversing like this. So we get an idea. We go on our Twitter feed. I do it, you know, to feel like, hey, I just want to make sure I'm not alone out there. And I do a little tweet or I have a little comments going with people and you feel, OK, I'm, we're good. We've got people on our side. We're OK. And you forget that probably in your own neighborhood, probably your mailman, the person bringing your FedEx stuff, your person, you know, whatever they probably know. And the more people I talk to, the more I am seeing the same thing. So that is a good sign. And so it's just a matter of us realizing this. What do you think, just to wrap that up before we get into the transhumanism thing, because I want to do that one with you to, to wrap it up, but what do you think this how this pandemic is going to go based on what we see? Nobody has a crystal ball, um, but I feel like the only way these governments have left and these corporations and media is to just be way, just go to the next level. They're saying it in articles in Canada. Uh, the Star yesterday, the Toronto Star just said, We've been too kind to the unvaccinated. We've tried shaming. We've tried ostrich. So they're admitting it. We tried uh, firing them. We tried blocking them. That's not enough. So we got to take it to the next level. Like that's the that's the headline in, of the media here. What's the next level, guys? Like what are you saying? So, but but by doing that, they just woke up another hundred thousand people, right? And and so I feel like the more they go, the more it's going to work against them. 
And then maybe also speak to this idea that everybody's worried that all the governments of the world are simultaneously going to put their militaries into the streets, go kick down everybody's door, haul them off to concentration camps and start shooting people in the back of the head. That's what people are thinking, right? But I just, I think I'm like, this is global. They don't have enough manpower. Military people are speaking out. I just interviewed one of them last week. Police, we've got two police organizations in Canada that are resisting this. Um, so I just feel like it's fading and fading and they just need like a bully. They need to keep in your mind this illusion that they are unreproachable. It's like the Wizard of Oz, you know, <laughs> I have the all powerful Oz, right? But you look behind the curtain, it's a shriveled old man that, uh, you know, has no idea what he's doing. What do you think? I, I think that's a perfect analogy for what we're facing. And I think you said something really profound there. Um, as they get increasingly shrill, as they become increasingly unhinged, the, the example of the newspaper in Canada is a good one, right? How many people read it, even if they're double jabbed and they got their booster, they got eight boosters, right? They're reading that and they're thinking, well, you know, my, my son doesn't really like the vaccines. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the next level means, but I, I don't think I want my son to face the next level. So, you know, I'm OK with getting the vaccines for me. But, you know, I, I love my son and I'd rather not see these kinds of horrible things. So you're right. Every time they, they step it up another level, they alienate more people. They bring more people to their senses. They cause more people to truly reflect on what's going on here and think about this rationally for a moment. Uh, and it's a catch 22 for them. Um, they either keep pushing and keep getting more extreme to try to bully the, the holdouts or they, they back off and no matter what they lose, lose. So they're in a tough position now. Uh, as for the government, you know, going really full blown totalitarian, I don't think they'll be able to do it on the vax issue. Um, you know, they're trying to purge our military right now. I think that honestly was probably one of the biggest reasons for the mandates in the military and the federal government. They wanted to purge the people who ask questions, the people who read the alternative media, the people who have two brain cells to rub together, the people who can do basic logic and say, if the vaccine protects me, I have nothing to fear from the unvaccinated. If the vaccine doesn't protect me, I have nothing to fear from the unvaccinated because the vaccine doesn't work anyway. Uh, so I mean, this is basic logic. Um, if they keep pushing, they're going to run into more and more trouble. So I, I think what they're going to have to do uh, probably pretty soon, David, is shift to a new crisis. Uh, I think they've milked the COVID right. for just about as much. You know, they're desperate right now to get rid of the control group. Right now, um, depending on whose statistics you use, probably something like 45% of Americans, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, uh, are fully and completely unvaxxed. Um, and, and every once in a while, the truth slips out. They try to manipulate the numbers. But uh, almost half of Americans haven't taken this shot, depending on whose data you look at. And so there's this massive control group where when we start seeing die-offs, when we start seeing long-term health complications, it's going to be very, very obvious that the ones who are suffering are the ones who took the shot. So they're desperate right now to try to make that control group as small as possible so that not everybody says, huh, all the vax people I know are having these problems. None of the unvax people I know are having these problems. They want to try to get that control group down to as small a size as possible. Whether they're going to be able to throw us into concentration camps, I think they would like to. Um, in fact, the, the U.S. U.S. military has been advertising for a long time now for jobs overseeing concentration camps. So they call them internment camps. Uh, Washington State right now, not too far from uh, you guys in the Great White North, uh, they're talking about changing their regulations 
to allow a forcible internment of people who uh, don't consent to testing, don't consent to vaccines, don't consent to treatment. But this stuff is so beyond the pale for normal people that, uh, and, and you know, the tiny fringe minority that they have that's with them on this is not significant enough to make this politically palatable. So I think what they're going to have to do from here is move on to a new crisis, um, maybe economic collapse. Uh, we know the World Economic Forum has been talking a lot about a cyber pandemic. Uh, we've had governments yeah. running exercises, including one led recently by the government of Israel uh, to, to uh, basically a, a cyber attack that would bring down the financial system and bring down uh, Internet commerce. So something like that may well be in the cards. Uh, and I think people would be wise to prepare for something like that. And, you know, at some point they, we just may totally forget that COVID was even a thing and we'll move on to the next great crisis, which, uh, you know, seemed like COVID at the time. Uh, that So, you know, they still have tricks up their sleeve. We've got to be aware. But when they move on to that, more people still are going to wake up. So uh, it's uh, it's a tough situation for them to be in. And I love the, the metaphor of the Wizard of Oz. I mean, th that's what they are. They're the puny little clown behind the curtain trying to look big, trying to look powerful. And once people actually look and say, ha, that's you, you little pipsqueak, uh, they're in big trouble. <laughs> they are pipsqueaks. Um, well, you started in your, you were saying what kind of woke you up was the financial system. Um, and then you, you kind of followed that thread and here you are. And now we see the whole picture, but do you think that then is tied in to the real reason behind a lot of this? It seems like there's a lot of reasons and we can all speculate. I think that these types of, uh, globalist people, they don't just do things for one reason. They do things for multi a strategy has to fulfill multiple uh, aims at once. So you got to do one thing to achieve a thousand goals, right? That's how I see it. And so they would, because of the World Economic Forum just coming right out in the open going, hey guys, we're going to start the new world order and you're going to love it. Uh, when they came out and said that, I went, okay, it's clearly about that, right? And then when you got Bill Gates, you know, saying, well, you know, uh, got too many people on the planet and uh, I'm going to dedicate my life to using vaccines and medical uh, treatments to help bring those numbers down. And then he's the one going, yeah, and by the way, make sure you get your vaccines. Um, <laughs> and you know, these kinds of things. And so I think, okay, so depopulation would be key, but why depopulation? Well, they hate humanity. We can get into the whole spiritual war thing. What, but just on the logical level, well, if they are going to reboot the economy, and I feel like that's a massive part of this, is just destroying Western capitalism, free markets completely. In, in the process of doing that, you take out national governments, which can get in the way. You know, you got Florida and Texas and, and different states uh, rebelling against the federal government. America traditionally has rebelled against the globalists, well, until they had globalists infiltrate behind the scenes. But, you know, ideologically, so they kind of got to take all that down. What better way than to shut down all the small businesses and loot the middle class. We just watched the greatest transfer of wealth in human history take place. Uh, we're learning that big corporations like Vanguard and BlackRock, State Street, they all run it, right? They own it all. They own Pfizer, they own Walmart, they own all this stuff. Um, and, and so economics would be one objective. Depopulations to support their new socialist model would be another objective. Um, and then the transhumanist thing, that to me seems like, well, that's going to come, that's coming kind of, it's, it's fading up. But the reason they're building that up is for when their goal comes into fruition on those other levels, they need a new programming system or operating system to be installed into the new serfs of the new feudalistic uh, system. So um, do you see it kind of like that? Like the economy is kind of like the goal, but it also achieves other goals 
and that's where COVID is in there and all these scare tactics, et cetera. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, David. The the globalists, the deep state, they always have multiple agendas that they're advancing with every major operation that they do. And so uh, one of the things you can do is look at the effects. What did they accomplish using this COVID? Well, as you mentioned, they decimated the middle class. They shut down huge numbers of independent small businesses. They forced this massive consolidation of wealth and productive capacity. Uh, they also uh, very successfully, at least for a time, waged war on religious liberty. Uh, they all across this country, even even here in Florida for a minute, our governor had to come out and order the sheriff to, to let the pastor go. Uh, but they started arresting pastors. They started shutting down churches. They started telling people they couldn't go to church. They couldn't sing. They couldn't pray. They had to watch everything online. And then that little pipsqueak Zuckerberg was deleting pastors who, who didn't say the right things about the COVID or uh, the LGBT, you know, whatever it was. You know, you can only say what Zuckerberg wants you to say. So this was crazy, but we saw all-out war on free speech, all-out war on religious liberty. We saw all-out war on the middle class, on economic independence. Uh, we saw uh, just this incredible consolidation of power. We saw this usurpation of power that was unprecedented in human history. I mean, you know, we used to talk about we got to defend our rights like free speech and gun rights and things. During the COVID, we we're like, we have to defend our rights like being able to go to work. Like being able to go to church, like talking yeah. to our neighbor, I mean, it, it wouldn't have even occurred to us that we would have had to defend those rights. And yet here we are. Right. Uh, so massive attack on rights, massive expansion of government. But I think transhumanism is the behind the scenes big prize that's coming next. And if you pay close attention, you'll even see little clues about this in the fake media. You know, you got the pipsqueak Zuckerberg building his metaverse and we're all going to exist. We're all going to get an avatar and we're all going to go live in the metaverse, right? Then we won't get COVID because we'll only be meeting together in the metaverse. And then Mark Zuckerberg can decide what we talk about and who we meet. And well, I'm going to delete you because you have politically incorrect opinions about the COVID can't exist in my metaverse. So um, I, I think that's the next big frontier. Um, if you read Klaus Schwab, you know, even when Klaus Schwab announced the Great Reset, uh, this was in the summer of 2020, he said one of the key uh, transformative elements of the Great Reset was going to be the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, and the Fourth Industrial Revolution has a very specific meaning. Klaus Schwab has defined it. Uh, first, in the magazine of the Council on Foreign Relations called Foreign Affairs, he explained what it was. Uh, I encourage people to read that article. It's grotesque. It's an abomination. Uh, then he described it kind of publicly in a speech to the uh, Chicago Council on Foreign Affairs. Uh, then he put it in a book for any slave to read. And now they know most of us don't read. Most of us can't read. So, you know, they can hide all their secrets in the library, but you can read his book. And he says where this is going. They're going to put microchips in your brain. And, you know, I recognize some of you out there are like, well, that sounds like some really stupid science fiction. Yeah, it does. But that's what Klaus Schwab wrote in his book. OK, Fourth Industrial Revolution. He says governments might mandate these types of brain scans to determine whether we pose a risk to uh, security and stuff. And you know, by that, they don't mean we're going to shoot people or blow something up. They mean you disagree with this crazy system they're trying to build. Um, you see Elon Musk right now developing uh, the, the brain computer interface. He calls it the Neuralink. It's already operational. It already works. I've got videos of him showing it working in a pig. Uh, he's looking for human volunteers right now. Um, you've got the synthetic biology that Bill Gates has been peddling. All right. Uh, back in 2018, Bill Gates wrote an article again in the Foreign Affairs, the Journal of the Council on Foreign Relations, Deep State Headquarters, saying that uh, we need to do the title was gene editing for good. And, he, you know, essentially the sum of the argument was God really didn't know what he was doing when he wrote genetic code. Uh, but I, Bill Gates, know better. And so I'm going to genetically engineer not just crops. He's talking about genetically engineering people, right? He says, we're going to, you know, it sounds so great. We're going to get rid of certain diseases. If we can just genetically engineer your children, uh, crazy talk. 
absolute crazy talk. You've got uh, now uh, uh, scientists, so-called, developing human embryos out of the DNA from three people. You've got China and the French government openly bioengineering human beings to supposedly produce better humans. Uh, you've got scientists creating hybrids of humans and mice, right? They're combining DNA from a human, DNA from a mouse, and creating a human mouse. Okay, uh, th this stuff is crazy. Um, and if you listen carefully to these people, David, they kind of give away the end game. Okay, uh, one is they think they're going to get eternal life by uploading their mind to a computer system or whatever. Uh, two, they think they're going to become gods. Uh, one of the leading stenographers of this movement, a, a guy from Israel, a homosexual uh, professor at the, I think it's the Hebrew University, called Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, he wrote a book called Homo Deus. And, and the fundamental premise of this is we're going to upgrade ourselves. We're going to put chips in our brains and we're going to expand our powers and things. And we're going to become gods. We're going to become creators rather than creatures. Uh, you've got people like Ray Kurzweil, the chief of engineering at Google, who thinks they're building God. Um, I've got a clip of him where he says, uh, does God exist? Well, not yet, uh, but we're building him, right? They, they think this artificial intelligence super Borg that they're creating, they want to plug us all into, is going to be like a deity that needs to be worshipped. So these people are clearly insane. Uh, their agenda is clearly diabolical. It's straight from the pit of hell. And, uh, and they're very proud of the fact that their totalitarianism from COVID has advanced it like nothing else could have. Uh, you can see videos of Klaus Schwab bragging that uh, without COVID, we never could have moved this quickly in this direction because now we're doing everything through the computer. School is through the computer. Business is through the computer. Your meetings are through the computer. So we're already plugged into the Borg. Next step, and again, the technology is there. The elites are openly talking about it, is to actually plug yourself in physically to this machinery. And um, that's where they're going with this. Now, whether people will comply or not, I, I hope not, but that's where they're going. Wow, really, really good synopsis. I, well, there's so many facets there. This subject is so important for people to understand. And I, the reason I like talking about the transhumanist thing, especially with people who are new to this kind of understanding, is because it helps to answer that question that everybody has. It's the question that blocks them from ever looking away from the mainstream, um, which is why. I don't understand why, Dave. You guys keep talking about global plans for world domination and depopulation and murderous psychopaths and all this stuff. Um, and I just don't get why they would do it because the average person can't imagine themselves wanting to be so diabolical and anti-human, um, or, or nobody has those levels of aspirations of wanting total world domination and control over the minds of a human being like that. So they can't imagine that other people on this planet do. And when you tell them, and, and, and so usually starts with, well, why would they lie about the vaccine? Why would they lie about the pandemic or the masks or the chemtrails or whatever you want to pull into it? Don't they live on this planet with us? You know, and and you go, well, let's just open up the transhumanist discussion because you can just understand it. If we can start with your understanding of this being something that is a skewed version of reality, a skewed view of reality. Right. And if you have a skewed view of reality, like a Ted Bundy or any of these people had a skewed version of reality and committed all kinds of harm, you know, Pol Pot, Hitler, skewed version of reality. When you have that as your foundational principle, then you're going to behave according to that, uh, that belief. So these people have this belief in this new cult like religion, transhumanism, globalism, etc. Uh, they have that level of belief in the same way that you know, jihadists believe that if they blow themselves up in a mall, they'll get 72 virgins or pick your cult, pick your religious stuff, right? They have that same level of belief. So you can, it's an easy discussion to have in that regard to help people understand 
the why. And then you go, well, the why isn't the, the end game isn't the pandemic. The end game isn't even the vaccine or the mask. That was the initial rollout of this global Stanford prison experiment to induce compliance and, and get people trained and ready and even maybe injected with some of the equipment they're going to need to interface with this technology. Who knows? We need to prep everybody for the next phase of this to get them to the transhumanist utopian future we want. And then it becomes a bigger understanding as to the why and what the agenda is. And what's shocking, Alex, as science fiction as this sounds, as crazy conspiracy theories this sounds, like you said, they're saying it openly. They're doing it right now. It's undeniable. And that's what's crazy. So what do you think about that as like the best way to approach people that have that question about why would they do this to us? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Every society has a certain segment of the population that is, that displays traits of, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists would call it psychopathy, right? You have absolutely no empathy with another human being. You could see, you know, a, a mother losing her child and it wouldn't move you at all, right? Whereas a normal person would just be absolutely heartbroken, terrorized. By something like that. You have a subset in every population, in every nation, in every time. Uh, the Bible describes these people as having what's called a seared conscience. Uh, so they've done so much evil that their conscience doesn't even speak to them anymore. They can do unspeakable atrocities and it doesn't bother them. Um, so you have a segment of the population like this everywhere. Uh, Pol Pot is a perfect example. Hitler is a perfect example. Mass murders, Stalin, Lenin. Uh, I mean, every society has these people. And one of the traits of these people is that they want to do massive amounts of evil. They want to do massive amounts of damage to other people. What's the easiest way to do massive amounts of damage to other people? Take over the government. Take over a, a, a leading role at a big corporation with a lot of power. Uh, get into a position of influence. So you have, on the one hand, this subset of the population that is unspeakably evil. And, you know, we're all like a little bit evil. I mean, in in relative terms, if, if, if you read the Bible, we're all sinners. We, you know, we all have told lies. We've all stolen something here and there. We've all kind of looked at women with, you know, we've all done these little things. And we think, well, we're not really bad, though. The real bad guys like, uh, you know, Hitler, that that's not us. But we have, uh, I think, a real struggle to comprehend the mind of somebody so evil that would be willing to exterminate other human beings, that would be willing to mm. kill children. Um, and yet the reality is, and it's undeniable, these people exist. These people walk among us. And very often, in fact, more often than not, they weasel their way into positions of power and influence. That's what we're dealing with right now. We've got massive numbers of these psychopaths, these people with a seared conscience at the highest levels of our government, at the highest levels of our big corporations. Um, many of them are being blackmailed. So even the ones who do eventually get a conscience say, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? This is horrible. You know, hey, well, don't forget, we got those pictures of you at that party back in 1983. I, I don't think you'd want those on the front page of your local newspaper. Right. Uh, so they've got ways of controlling people. And um, and it's a fact. They, these people walk among us. So why would they do it? Because they're evil. Why would they do it? Because they love money. They love power. And they love those things much more than they love you. And they're willing to do anything to you to get more of those things, more power, more control, more prestige, more adoration. Um, and, and it's a fact that these people are with us. And if you don't recognize that, it's simply because you're not paying attention. You don't know history and you're not looking around you. Very well said. Um, and yeah, I would just add to that. Now that we know, now that we can understand evil, what motivates evil, the fact that like you were mentioning and what even Solzhenitsyn said, 
it'd be easy to just point the finger at the evildoers and kick them off the planet. But the <laughs> fact, the reality is evil, the potential, the potential for both good and evil strikes to the heart of every human being. Um, so we, it's not so cut and dry as to just kick out a few Joe Bidens and Justin Trudeau's as much as I dream and hope every single day it happens. Uh, there's a bigger crisis, a, a crisis of consciousness in a way, a spiritual crisis that we need to address. And that's what I try to do on this show. And I know you do that as well, Alex, weaving in the, the spiritual side, the consciousness side, the truth side, how to become strong, how to, uh, pursue knowledge and understanding, even if it's dark and scary how to be balanced in your approach so you're not too doom and gloom, but you're also not too pie in the sky, how to look for the, for the truth. And I think the truth is what's going to set us free. The truth is what's going to win in the end. Um, and that's how it always goes. Let us know if you have any closing remarks or uh, your websites and any projects you got coming up, any stories you're covering, any of that kind of stuff. Let us know about it before you leave, brother. All right. Well, thank you very much, brother, for having me on the program. Always a, a fascinating and wonderful discussion with you. So thank you for all that you're doing. Um, on this transhumanism subject, I actually literally in, what is it? 650 Eastern time uh, in about 10 minutes, the final episode of a series I've done on transhumanism will be airing. Uh, you'll be able to find that at thenewamerican.com. It's part seven. Uh, and so, you know, if you're if you were watching this and you think, what in the world is he talking about? That all sounds bonkers. Um, what, what I've done in these episodes is I've brought in the video of these maniacs saying the things that I'm saying that they're saying. So nobody has to believe me. Nobody has to take my word for it. You can find that all at the new or on our Rumble channel. Uh, my personal website you see behind me is Liberty Sentinel dot org. Um, it's kind of a, an eclectic mix of, uh, you know, opinion pieces, news pieces, all kinds of stuff, videos you'll find there. Um, I've got a shop there. If people want to get my books, DVDs and stuff like that, it's a little harder to send them up to Canada because, you know, the shipping for some reason costs a lot, but, uh, that's all at libertysentinel.org. I've got a, a daily show now that I'm doing, and I've got to get you on the program one of these days, David, we got to get nailed oh, down sure, a day, but, uh, I've got a program now called the Sentinel report. It's every day, uh, on uh, Frank speech. Uh, it's a national TV program, 30 minutes, 4.30 Eastern time every day uh, till 5 o'clock. And, um, yeah, I just want to thank you for having me on the program, David. These these issues are the issues, right? I mean, why waste your time watching, you know, CNN, Fox News, where you'll hear endless arguing about this celebrity or that tax policy? These are the issues that, that we're talking about here. These are the issues that are going to really have an effect on your family, your country, your community, your future. Uh, so I hope people will share this out. And I want to thank you again for having me on, David. Thank you for all the great work you do on behalf of the truth. And I look forward to having you on my show very soon and connecting again very soon. Thanks again, brother. Alex, you're the man. I really appreciate what you're doing. You're a truth warrior. Uh, get, you know, keep doing that great work. Uh, I'd be happy to work with you anytime. Stay in touch. Let us know how things are going. I'll put all the links below when we're done so people know where to find your work and uh, keep shining that light. We're going to win this, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Have a good one, Alex. We'll say goodbye to him there. Wow. Very, very cool. Um, love having Alex on. He's just, he's a good guy. He does really good research as well. We can't even get into it all in a, in a quick little interview like that, but please go follow up on his research on the articles that he's written on the, you know, the shows, the books. Um, he, he does such a good job on that stuff. And especially if you really want to get into the backstory, the history of, uh, the, you know, the founding, the very founding of the United Nations, you know, what forces came together to finance that big operation, um, the founding of the World Health Organization. Uh, the details, the history, the track record of these organizations, the track record of many of the players in the game that are the ones telling your local politicians and health advisors what the new holy writ is 
and what rules you should be following and how you should be living your life. Where are they getting their marching orders from? Alex does a great job of, of really getting into the details on that. So uh, go check it out. I think maybe some of those episodes I did with him may have been censored from certain channels. I used to have them up all on my YouTube, but um, just so you guys know, all of my interviews of the past, they're, they're kind of scattered around, um, but you can find them all over on my Podbean channel. Please go subscribe to that Podbean channel if you just want the audio versions of all the episodes I've done on Truth Warrior, um, even the ones that got censored, they're all still there. Uh, also, iTunes never censored me. You know, that's interesting. They never censored me. So it's on iTunes and Podbean. The videos I've put in different pieces, you can go to my Rockfin channel, you can find that kind of stuff. But go check those out. I've, I've put as much as out, push it, put as much of that out as I possibly can. Okay? So very good. Now, second part of the show here is going to be you and I, and we're going to go into some of the, the facts, some of the news, some of the information that I've been looking at. I've got my Twitter page all queued up. I want to show you some pretty interesting stuff that's coming out all at once. Uh, but before I do, I also want to remind you guys, I just released a new Drive with Dave episode. I usually release those only on my Rockfin channel. So make sure you follow me on Rockfin. You can set up a free account to access the vast majority of my content on that page. I do have a few selected things that I put as premium content, um, but most of it's there. But go check it out. It's right now on my website, dwtruthwarrior.com. You can find the links over there. Uh, and check it out. And I did a little off the cuff sort of rant. Uh, that's what the drive to drive with days are. If you ever like that stuff. And I'm talking about this whole black pill movement, the doomer mindset and why I think they're wrong. Um, and I bring in all kinds of stuff, a lot of threads to think about into that discussion. So if you haven't watched it and you're looking for something that will help motivate you and keep you positive and uplifted during this time, um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on it. I guess it came out well. I never know how it turns out until I get all your comments. So far, they've been mostly positive. So that's a good sign. So if you want some uh, uplifting stuff, go check that one out. Uh, and just also before I jump on to the news, I should do a quick mention about my sponsors because without them, I wouldn't be here. Um, before we get into the sponsors, go check out cultofthemedics.com. I really need your help in getting this out far and wide. Uh, I put a lot of time and work into it to help create a documentary version of a lot of the podcasts that I've done over the years covering the medical industrial complex, the history of secret societies, the, you know, the big, big you know, uh, subject matter that we often talk about. And uh, it's something that I've been working hard on. I've got uh, a, a whole ha another second half of that series planned for this year. Chapter seven, we're going to be getting into the history of pharmacia and vaccines and the drug industry. So we're going to be targeting that. Um, and so that'll be coming out soon. We'll see how long that takes. Um, but yeah, cultofmedics.com, the recent chapter six is available. Please check it out. Let me know what you think. It's a very wide uh, spectrum of information. Lots of different puzzle pieces being put together in that one. So that'll be a good one to check out. And the support of that uh, series wouldn't be possible without my awesome sponsor, Rise Attire. Uh, they just created an amazing line of shirts and hoodies and swag, high quality, all made in the United States. Really, really cool. Great conversation starters. Um, so go check that out. You can get it all over at cultofthemedics.com. The link is right there on the page. You can go and order that today. And then to support Truth Warrior, um, I have an amazing sponsor that's helping us defund Vanguard and a lot of these big box stores. 
that have been running away with our money and selling us crap, toxic products for so long. I found a company in the United States that does it right. In my opinion, they make everything homemade from scratch. They make all their own stuff and they've got an amazing store of about 450 products of stuff you're already buying right now. doesn't matter where you are. This is all the essential items. Um, and they're about to expand even into other areas as well. I've got some more exciting announcements coming on that very soon. Um, they're run by Patriots. These people know exactly what's going on and you can get, you can switch up your dollars right now from what you're already buying to something made in America, made ethically and made right. You can go check it out right now at truthwarriorswitch.com, truthwarriorswitch.com. You can also go to patriotswitch.com. It'll take you really to the same place. Just tell them that I sent you. And um, not only does that help support the show, but I think it's a great decision and it's a great place to start so that we can start taking our money away from the bad guys and giving it to the people that are in this fight, fighting for freedom. With that out of the way, guys, uh, let me just jump in the chat real quick. I want to say some thank yous to people. I'm sorry I never specifically do this, but let me just quickly say it. I want to thank Rubber Duck for the cookie over on um, Foxhole. I saw a bunch over here as well. Uh, Patriot Bird, thank you for the cookie. I see you guys asking me some questions in here. I'll try to get to them in a bit. I had some other ones as well. Anybody that threw that those donations over there, thank you so much. It helps a lot. Thanks to anybody on D Live as well, um, and yeah, very very good. Let me see. It seems like everybody was really enjoying that interview with Alex. All kinds of good discussions going on. Well, I won't interrupt you guys. Keep duking it out in there. Just be kind. Um, and let's go swing over to my Twitter and go through some videos I want to show you guys. Let me just pull this up for you. And here we go. All right. Oh, let's go full screen here. Boom. Okay. So check it out. DW Truth Warrior. If you're on Twitter, follow me. I have no idea why I'm still there, but as you can see, they never let me get above 8,000. I went above, I went close to 9,000 last month and look, I'm back to 79, 10. It's like they come in and go, no, Dave, you can't have more than that. That's all you get. I also feel like I'm always just talking to the same people and seeing the same people but it's okay because I love the people that I see I have on Twitter. So, okay, let's start with the first one here. Uh, let me pull this up. Let's do this together, guys. I Okay, so I didn't do this. Oh, I got to pause it. I don't want it to get ahead of it here. I haven't actually done the fact check on this yet, okay? Somebody sent it to me. I have no doubt that it's real, um, but help me out. If you want, pull this up on another tablet or another screen and fact check, fact check, fact check, this alongside me and whoever made this video. And uh, let's just see what they got to say, because this is interesting stuff. Okay, guys, check this out. Go to pubchem.com. It's a government website. Gives a lot of information about all the different viruses and everything that the government tests and all that kind of jazz. When you get there, go right there where it says COVID-19. Click on that. Scroll down a little bit. It's the second name. I'm actually sorry. Click right there, that blue bar where it says compounds. That'll drop down a menu. <clears throat> 
all the way at the bottom where it says patents. Yep. Patents. Look how many patents. Second name down. Look at that name. Rothschild. I think we all know who that is. Hmm. Right? He's got a patent on the system and method for testing for COVID. When was that patent created? Look there, 2015. 2015. He patented the COVID-19 test. I don't know, man. Seems fishy to me. <laughs> Very fishy indeed. Very fishy indeed. What did it say? Richard A. Rothschild? Is that what it said? Hold on. Let's do... I just want to do a little bit of more sleuthing here. Um, so let me know if we see this. Richard A. Rothschild. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I didn't do that kind of... But let me just see. Richard... A red shield. Hmm. Richard A. Rothschild. Okay, there's already a fact check out there saying, fact check, Rothschild did not patent a test for COVID-19. There's a false claim by Reuters. Reuters fact checked it. Did you know <laughs> who owns Reuters? Who owns Reuters? Well, now it's a little bit different, but when I used to look back into it, uh, the Rothschild family owned both Reuters and Associated Press. And then I'll, no doubt they don't just blast their name all over everything. You're probably going to get the other organizations like BlackRock, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, these kind of people. Uh, but even if that specific thing isn't either up to date or they changed it or whatever, I think we all get the point. All you got to do is uh, go look into the patents on this stuff, into the patents on these tests, into the exercises that were done well before this happened to see that there was planning in the works, uh, that there was foreknowledge, and that there's some very, very interesting names that are involved with this. Um, but obviously, we live in the fog of war, so be careful uh, when you're sharing stuff. Make sure you do your best to fact check it, but do also be aware that obviously when this stuff gets out, they change the matrix. They change the fish tank. They go and alter stuff because that's what criminals do. They do this really weird thing where they try to cover up their crimes. So always keep that in mind as well where you're out there fact-checking stuff. And definitely don't just take what Reuters or Snopes or whatever anybody's going to say uh, with, with anything less than a grain of salt, maybe even half a grain of salt, okay? So that said, let's come back. Let's come back and get out of this TikTok page here. Uh, we'll go back here. All right. I had a few other ones. Okay. This one. I just saw this posted today from Dr. Carrie Madej. I've had her on the show many times. I featured a, a really good section of her when we did an interview. If you don't have time for the full interview, go watch chapter five of Cult of the Medics. I basically clipped out some of the most essential pieces from the interview that I did. But here's what she has to say, because everybody's telling different stories, right? Like I'm talking to a lot of people that are telling me, I know more people that have been damaged by this vaccine than I have had COVID this entire time. Okay. You've probably heard that. Maybe you know the same, but when you talk to the people that are on the COVID side, they're going to say, 
um, well, I got the jabs and I'm fine. Nothing ever happened to me. Right. And so this is something that people are like, well, what do I say to that? Well, here you go. So these people can say they feel fine, but something wrong is, is happening. And I can tell you that, you know, my mother got two of the Moderna shots and some of my, my friends and family. So for me to come forward with those pictures was hard, really, really hard. And I I wish I didn't have to do it, but you know, these things are real. There are other people I work with journalists on this. They're too afraid to come forward with the findings, but they've seen the same things I have with chain of custody, et cetera. So they're not, it's not made up. And I can tell you the batches are different. Absolutely. Where they come from, which state they come from, Mm -hmm. when, when you get them, um, everything is different. So they are definitely changing things as time goes on. Um, it's just a Russian roulette and we are the guinea pigs. We are under Dr. Mengele's experimentation. So these people can say they feel fine, but something wrong is, is happening. And I can tell you that, you know, my mother got two of the Moderna shots. Oh, it just restarted. Okay. Um, funny. I just noticed she's being interviewed by Dr. Christiana Northrup. So these are two doctors having this conversation guys. Okay. So when they tell you, Dave, you should just go listen to doctors. They know everything. Are you a doctor? No. Okay. Then why are you trying to pretend you're a doctor? Go listen to the doctors. Trust the science. You're like, okay, here's some doctors talking about how they're injecting you with all kinds of uh, DARPA technology and God knows what. There's sterility concerns. There's long-term concerns. We're seeing a rise in cancers. We're seeing a rise in heart issues. We got soccer players all over the world, literally dropping dead of heart attacks right on the pitch. Tennis players, athletes. We just lost Bob Saget, guys. Hello. Isn't the world going to end now after Bob Saget left? I don't know what's going on with that. I see all kinds of theories flying around about it, but let's just say this. There's cl- okay. I'm going to come back for this one, and then we'll, we'll, I got some more videos for you. Let me come back. Uh, there we go. That's the button. So let's think logically. Let's think logically, and and I'm not telling you, you know, make big leaping conclusions or whatever. Just think logically. We're going to need this. We're in the fog of war. So. You shouldn't just blindly trust anything, mainstream, alternative, whatever. You shouldn't trust anything just because you heard it. You should now have, you've just heard this little bit, okay? And I know I'm speaking, you guys are awesome and you probably already understand this, but there's a lot of people that might see this show and they're like, what? That's impossible. Do the research on this. Uh, Dr. Reiner Fulmick, lawyer from Germany, who's pushing for these new uh, tribunals and these court cases to let the science be told the real science. If we, they're not letting us have scientific debates. So we got to have it in a court of law. That's what he's trying to do. We got people attacking this on multiple sides, but Dr. Reiner Fulmick said in a recent interview, uh, who was interviewing him? I think you can get it on rumble. If you just put his name in and look for the most recent ones, there's a new interview going around with him. I'll try to find it. And he says the same thing. And he says he's got all kinds of whistleblower testimony that's documented from very, very credentialed, verifiable people who come from within the World Health Organization, from within the pharmaceutical industry that came to him to speak what they know. And they said that they've even identified the percentages of of these jabs as to what levels of this new technology, what levels of this toxic stuff is in each one of these batches of these shots. And they've even looked, they've got maps showing the demographics and it's like 20% of this, 30% of that, 70% of this. 
And there's even mainstream news articles for those people that need mainstream news to come out and tell you. There's mainstream news articles that I've been tracking for this entire last year, because we're in, so 2021, where they were starting to come out and say that, oh, it's just found that this batch of shots over here just turned out to be total, it's just saline. Did you guys see these articles? I don't know if they've been scrubbed, but I took a bunch of screenshots. I'll try to find them. People have been talking about this. Um, where they're saying a lot of these shots, these batches were found to be saline. Now, how do you mess that up? How do you mess that up? We're supposed to trust the science, right? But they can't even get the batches right. There was even other stories coming out where they were admitting, they're like, oh, it looks like there was toxic ingredients that accidentally leaked into this batch. And that's why all those kids died at that school or whatever. That shit's been going on forever. Okay, with measles and all. They'd be like, oops, we accidentally spilled something extremely toxic to humans into this shot that we injected into your kids. It was an accident. It just, it fell off the top shelf, right? Was we were filling those little tiny vials that only a needle can fit in. Yeah. As we were filling those up a big box full of, I don't know, bleach or something fell into it and it's toxic now. And we're, we just accidentally didn't check it before we put it out into the world and now we injected your kids with it. It's kind of like when Bayer came out in the 90s and said, oops, we accidentally sent a bunch of drugs and vaccines over to China and third world countries uh, and possibly even in America that were contaminated with the AIDS virus. Our bad, sorry. Or like when Pfizer was like, yeah, oh, <laughs> Bextra, sorry guys. I know it, it caused record levels of death probably more people died from that drug than died of COVID. Uh, we were tried in court and the federal government forced us to pay $2.3 billion fine, which is the largest criminal fine ever paid in human history. Uh, we just, it just, it was an accident. It, our bad, you know, it's science. It's a process. You got to give us some room. We're, you know, we're practicing medicine after all, aren't we? We're practicing medicine. That's how they tell We're just practicing. Yeah. We're practicing on you and your kids. And we know what we're doing. You know, it is a, you got to give us a little bit of leg room for a couple million deaths over here and 20,000 deaths over there. And oh, Bill Gates with his oral polio vaccine that killed and maimed countless children over in India and Africa. And he was actually sued in court in India and charged. And he's now banned due to that. The whole story there. But it was just an accident. It's just the cost of doing business. You know, sometimes these very toxic killer ingredients just make it into our things and just you know we're still in business making billions of dollars and telling you what you should be doing for your health um so i guess i'm bringing those points up to say it's not so far outside of reality is it that they would either accidentally have a bunch of different batches of these shots because of human error and we're just practicing medicine we don't really know what we're doing and sometimes Toxic substances make their way into these vials without our knowledge or no substance makes it in and it's all just placebos and we just got those mixed up. You know, you could sit back and go, well, yeah, 17,642 coincidences still equal coincidence, Dave. Come on. Don't be a conspiracy theorist now. Nobody planned it. Come on. Never happened. Joseph Mengele never existed. <laughs> How stupid you got to be to not even think and be suspicious about this stuff. I shouldn't even have to explain this. And I'm not explaining to you guys because I know you guys get it. But I'm saying it just out of 
frustration over having to have this conversation over and over again. But it makes sense to me that if you were going to fulfill Bill Gates's TED Talk fantasy of how he wants to reduce the population using vaccines, or you were going to actually act on the edicts that you wrote in 10 different languages in stone in Georgia, or if you were going to pursue the aims of what are written down by thousands of scientists, which they signed on under the climate emergency um, in peer-reviewed scientific publications and journals for decades, going all the way back to the Club of Rome and the population bomb and all this kind of stuff, where they're literally calling for a scientific process to gradually reduce the human population. If they were ever just had an inkling of a desire to actually act on these things, the way you wouldn't, the way you wouldn't do it is to create a pandemic, create the scare, get everybody freaked out, tell them the vaccine's the only way, suppress known therapeutics, and also just good old-fashioned immune system boosting, vitamin C, D, get a hot toddy in you, all the old-fashioned stuff to deal with your health. We're going to censor all that stuff. And then release a vaccine where 100% of the shots are totally toxic and are going to cause everybody to have heart attacks. Or every shot creates mass sterility. That would be the dumbest strategy ever. And I've never said that's what they were doing. I think we're all trying to learn what they're really doing here. So I don't know everything, but I'm just thinking out loud. You guys let me know what you think, if I'm off track or not. But the smart way to do it, if this is biological warfare, which it is, uh, it's also psychological warfare, it's probably even worse, um, is you would do it in a slow drip effect because we're dealing with Fabians after all, aren't we? Who named themselves Fabians after Emperor Fabius from Rome or General Fabius, who used a strategy of slowly infiltrating and creeping. It's the creep, creep, totalitarian tiptoe tactic. That's the Fabian model, the wolf in sheep's clothing, which just so happens to be the symbol of the Fabian society of Europe, which is really weird. That's another coincidence that just, wow, all the symbol options we could be choosing a wolf in sheep's clothing was the one we picked. Um, the Fabian strategy is you don't just come right out with guns blazing like Rambo. You come, you, you sneak. Well, Rambo was pretty sneaky. Maybe he's a bad example. Well, commando Arnold Schwarzenegger, you don't come out like commando. You sneak in Trojan horse, tip, tip, toe, take out a few over here. Nobody will know because guess what? They need a choir of converted to preach the gospel of vaccines. They need those people. So they can't kill everybody that takes their shot. They need to reward those who have taken the new holy water and said, okay, you have served the empire well. And it's going to be kind of Russian roulette as to whether or not you take the toxic shot or the saline shot. But, um, you know, we know that you care about the cause. So to achieve the cause, we need people to be ready to sacrifice. And those that answer the call to sacrifice, they don't know if they're getting a good shot, a bad shot, but uh, they need the people that got the saline shot to be out there going, see, look, I got the shot. Nothing happened. What's your problem? Meanwhile, their neighbors are dropping. They got heart attacks going galore. We got blood clots happening. You know, we got athletes dropping. And there's actually a good theory as to why specifically it's seeing, we're seeing it more in athletes than we are in average, you know, just average people. 
Um, and that just has to do with the fact that average people don't really rise their heart rate above any kind of level than just walking around and sitting down and flipping the TV channels. So they don't notice it as quickly as the people that are running at 150 RPM or whatever every day. Um, and so, yeah, that makes sense on one level. We also could have a different mix of we need a, a kill shot that's going to take people out within 48 hours of getting the shot. So we'll have a very small percentage of that. And again, guys, I'm just speculating here. Okay. So just know I am speculating. I'm not an expert. We're just thinking out loud. I think that should be allowed. Um, but think about it. You would release a certain amount, probably a very small amount as being a direct kill shot. Okay. And again, we're just assuming that if they ever want to act on the statements that they've made publicly, let alone what they've said behind closed doors over on Epstein Island or Bohemian, Bohemian Grove or whatever. Um, you would have a small little batch, toxic shot, gets rid of them in 24 to 48 hours. And we see that. We see people, we see videos. I've spoken to people. Literally, they're like, yeah, they took their second shot 24 hours later, heart attack, dead, you know, never had heart problems. Those kind of stories. We've all heard them, right? Then you got the people that it takes like a week, takes a week before anything really clicks. And a lot of this has to do maybe with the degree of the, of the toxicity in the shot or the way that it interacts with your particular biology, your genetics, your immune system, your age, your athletical uh, background, your athletic profile. Um, so there's a lot of factors that could also be what's changing some of these numbers. Um, and then you have the people that are just getting nothing. It's just, it's literally saline, you know, like Trudeau, where the nurse doesn't even do the little pinch on the shoulder and do a proper, she just literally throws it at him like a dart. And he's like, see, I got vaccinated, everybody. Go do what I did. Either way. <laughs> what are they doing, these people? Come on. I don't even think they know. But you would have to have the you would have to have a bigger number of people that didn't just drop dead the moment they got the shot, because that would be too obvious, wouldn't it? I mean, if we're sitting at the round table with all the cigars and we're like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. You don't want to alert the sheep. Okay. Cause when the sheep scatter, we don't have enough wolves to go round and back up. They're never going to take the shot. If like a hundred percent of the people they know that took the shot are dropping dead within 24 to 48 hours. So we need to roll this out as a slow process. So that, that way we still have a cheerleader section, right. Of diehard cultists. And then we have, uh, the people that are obviously dying from the shot, we can keep fueling the media headlines. We can keep this thing going. You would have to have a spectrum of things. And then also remember, this is an experiment after all. This is an experiment. So they probably went, okay, let's try different levels of different stuff. Maybe some are going to have graphene. Maybe some aren't. Maybe some are going to have some of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of aborted fetal cell culture over here, a little bit of saline over there, a little bit of carcinogens and you know, shit that's going to make your blood vessels explode over here. And, and we'll just throw this out into the general population and we'll just use the media to, and statistical scientific fraud, which is super easy to do because we control the press. We control all the medical journals. We've got the purse strings and the heart strings of all the doctors that we trained and funded their education and offered them their cozy lifestyles. We've got all kinds of ways that we can manage that after we do this release, because that would be something that was required. But if you just had a single kill shot that just went and wiped everybody out, what would be the point? Because everybody would be like, oh, wait, the whole neighborhood just died? Uh, I'm not taking that. So it's something I brought up as an idea, as a concept in the beginning of chapter six, 
where I was discussing the three areas of human concern, the three major areas of human concern that all stem around survival, survival instincts, right? And um, the idea was that you can't, if you're going to attack those three spheres while keeping those people believing that you're there to protect them, basically meaning they think you're the shepherd, but really you're the wolf, right? Um, you would have to do this in a way where as a predator in the wild, if you're going to stalk prey, you have to move at a very specific pace that is slow and fast. And what do I mean by that? You got to go slow enough that the prey animal doesn't detect that you're in the grass ready to chomp their neck. Okay. They got to think it's butterflies and there's berries and we're just out having a nice day and I'm just going to go for a little lunch and a little lick in the pond and then chomp. You didn't even notice. So they have to move slow enough that that can happen, but fast enough that the prey animal doesn't leave the feeding ground before you can get a hold of them and go back into the woods where it's a lot harder. So, or back to the pack where you're going to get your ass kicked if you try to attack anything. So you have to have a slow, fast technique. So you got to move fast enough that you won't fast enough that you achieve your objective in the time slot that is very crucial and slow enough that you can't be detected. So if you apply that concept to what we're saying, this would make sense. This anomaly of why are some people getting three shots and they're, they're totally fine. And why are some people getting one shot and they're dropping dead the next day? It just, it seems to be something up with this. So I heard, I encourage you, I want to go watch the rest of this interview that Dr. Carrie Midday had with Dr. Christiana Northrup. And then I also recommend go check out that new interview by Reiner Fulmich. I'll try to find it and toss it up on my Telegram channel. Okay. Let me know what you guys think. That's how I'm thinking about it. But let's go back here. Um, okay. Let's go back. I got another one. This is another one that will help bear out what we're breaking down here. So we got that one. Okay, this is a, this is key. This is key. It's always important to listen to what these people actually say and then to observe what they actually do. But for those of you who are still struggling with the concept of compartmentalization and also the concept of infiltration and how these things can be done, because everybody still struggles with it couldn't be, Dave. They couldn't take over the whole world. You would have to have every politician and every banker and every government official and every doctor and nurse and police officer. They'd all have to be in on it, sitting at the round table. No, 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 no. That's not true. Uh, take it from Klaus Schwab, the uh, chairman of the World Economic Forum. We have, uh, if, if I look at our stakeholders, we have business, uh, of course. Um, as a very important audience, and we have politics, we have uh, uh, continuous uh, uh, partnerships with many governments around the world, so, and of course we have NGOs, uh, we have trade unions, we have all those different parts. Media, of course. Media, of course. Very, of course. very important um, hmm. experts and scientists and academia, because if we are looking at the future, I think we should look at new solutions, and the new solutions will be very much driven by technological uh, developments. And we even have, uh, you even have religious leaders, right? We have religious leaders, we have oh. social entrepreneurs, very important social, social entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. 
Oh, very important. So he's talking about oh, the, the way the hierarchy is run. Well, we have religious leaders, we have scientists, we have social scientists, we have CEOs, we have, I think that was Angela Merkel running around in the background there. I thought I saw her taking something somewhere. Uh, we have uh, governments, we have doctors, we have everyone. We've got them in our back pocket. Yes, this is what they're saying. Guys, pay attention, pay attention. And how do you do it? It's pretty easy. Money, blackmail, or straight up old school gangster threats. Those are really, really key if you want to maintain this kind of compartmentalized structure. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's get some circle back going on. Circle back, circle jerk, whatever you prefer. Here we go. Take it away. Um, cabbage patch doll, Jen Psaki. I understand that the science says that vaccines prevent death, but I'm triple vaxxed, still got COVID. You're triple vaxxed, still got COVID. Why is the president still referring to this as a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Well, I, I think, Peter, there's a significant difference between, and you just you just experienced this, and not to expose your public health experience, but I can speak to mo mine as well. I had been triple vaxxed. I had minor symptoms. There is a huge difference between that and being unvaccinated. You are 17 times more likely to well, go to the hospital if you're 17. not vaccinated, 20 times more likely to die. Oh, and really? those are significant, serious statistics. So yes, the impact uh, for people who are unvaccinated is far more dire than those who are vaccinated. Will the president update his languages sometime to be more reflective of the fact that people who are triple vaccinated are catching and spreading COVID. I think people, our president has said, as have we a number of times, that there will be breakthrough cases. There will be people who get COVID. No, Biden said, get vaccinated. If you get vaccinated, you can take off your mask and you can go back to normal. We just got to wait till everybody's vaccinated and then we can go back to normal. The only way to stop COVID is to get vaccinated. That's what he said. He didn't say, get triple jabs and you're still going to catch it and you're still going to spread it because you're getting it from the jabs. But he didn't say anywhere, guys, there's going to be a breakthrough cases. Nobody want to even talk about breakthrough cases because breakthrough cases destroy the narrative. But she, this is their argument. Well, I got less COVID. It wasn't deadly. It was mild. But what about all the people that got the original whatever the hell it is? And it was mild. What about you guys had a whole two years to start saying asymptomatic cases are spreading the virus. Asymptomatic, meaning you have it, but you don't know it. It's like that meme where there, it's the dumb and dumber meme. Did you ever see it? Hold on, let me get this out of my face. I need Jen to get out of the way. Go circle back somewhere else, Jen. There you go. Uh, Remember the asymptomatic? That, that's the destruction of the whole thing. Asymptomatic cases. Guys, sleuthers, diggers, go find me from the beginning of the pandemic, 2020, 2021 to now, all the mainstream articles where they're talking about how asymptomatic cases are a threat because people have it. It's like the dumb and dumber meme where I got it, but I don't have any symptoms. Yeah, that's one of the symptoms. 
having it and not knowing it, not even being aware of it is one of the symptoms of having it. That was part of the argument because without the asymptomatic spread argument, we wouldn't have had to lock down healthy people. We wouldn't have had to quarantine healthy people. We wouldn't have had to mask healthy people. We wouldn't have had to vaccinate healthy people. The whole thing rests on, well, A, the flawed PCR test, which is pinging a bunch of false positives. And you can go to the actual guy that invented the damn thing to get that information. And don't listen to that Dresden bastard who is lying through his teeth. Um, so there's that. But then there was the asymptomatic thing. Asymptomatic, matic. Remember that? I remember. I'm old enough to remember. So if what you're telling me is that now all the vaccinated are getting, because it, it could be them too. It could be people that they're vaccinated and then they have symptoms and then they go to the hospital, right? And oh, you're saying it's less, but yet you go and look at actual data from in the UK, in Canada, in actually in, in Calgary right now, vaccinated people in the hospital vastly outnumber unvaccinated people in the hospital. And what about that argument? The unvaccinated are taking up all the ICU beds and the, there's people falling out of the windows. There's so many people in these hospitals because of the unvaccinated, yet the vaccinated are also taking up beds. The people who eat shit food every day and never exercise and smoke two packs a day and drink themselves to sleep every night are also taking up ICU beds. Those things are an act of choice that are taking up hospital beds. Why aren't we banning them from the hospital too? Irresponsible choices. You guys are taking up the hospital beds of your own will. And so real sick people that are genuinely sick, that are responsible citizens, can't get in the hospital. So those arguments aren't really working out well. Asymptomatic, that's the end of the debate. And now you got triple, triple, you'd think a vaccine. By every definition that we've been trained to believe in what a vaccine is or is not. Should be that it stops the damn virus and it stops the damn transmission of the virus. If we're to follow any of what these people say, okay? I'm just using their own arguments against them because that's the jujitsu way. Use the momentum of your enemy's attack against them. Um, and so you're telling me that I... I would have got it asymptomatic. Let's just, let's just use me as an example. Okay. I got something that was a lot more that than that early on February, 2020. I've already told the story, but let's say I got an asymptomatic case where I was just, I didn't have any symptoms, but I was flagging positive PCR tests. So they, they consider that as an asymptomatic case. Okay. What does that even mean? So then they're saying, well, just because you don't feel any symptoms doesn't mean you're not sick. It's the smartest virus ever, guys. But even if we were to say, okay, so you're telling me that because I'm asymptomatic, I don't have any symptoms, but I still have it. I'm a carrier. Therefore, I could pass it to somebody who would get symptoms and blah, blah, blah. Then immunocompromised the elderly. Well, now everybody's getting shots. Where the people who made the shots are coming out and saying, yeah, well, this isn't a vaccine. It doesn't prevent transmission. All it does is put new information into your mRNA and your DNA to produce synthetically created spike proteins. Not even, not even the supposed real spike protein that we've never shown you has been isolated. Although I've heard arguments on both sides on that. Either way, 
what they've created this shot out of is they've done it to synthetically, meaning fake, it's fake, it's not real, it's not organic, a synthetically created spike protein that now your body is programmed to produce on its own so that you can build immunity. That's their whole science behind this. Which means it's how, how is it such a far stretch for me to say the vaccines are causing all the variants and probably the whole damn thing? Because you're injecting people with this. But even if you get injected with something and you still have a mild symptom, you can still transmit that in the same way that they said the asymptomatic people could transmit the supposed organic virus. So what if Jen Psaki caught COVID? Let's just use their bullshit. You caught COVID, Jen. You had mild symptoms because you had three, three jabs in under a year of an experimental technology <laughs> made by criminal organizations sponsored by people who believe there's too many humans on the planet. You did that. You took three shots and you're up there saying, well, but I had mild symptoms. So see, it works. But you're, you had symptoms, which means you can still spread it according to your own science, just like the asymptomatic people. So let's just slowly back out of the room and walk away, you know, like, because that's bullshit. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And I'm glad a, a reporter in the press corps actually grew a pair and asked that question. I'm glad. I'm glad that's going viral right now. So let me see. What else did I have? We had the Jen Psaki. Eh? Oh, <laughs> the guy. I'm just, I'm going to have, I'm having fun here, guys, because these people just make my job way too easy. You can't blame me for being a conspiracy theorist that's spreading misinformation when all I'm doing is quoting you people, putting you on screen so that people can see how ridiculous you are because I don't have to say anything. All I got to do is pass you the microphone and then shit like this happens. in the Reliable Sources newsletter. Here's a, here's a big, overly broad question for you, okay? Is the media at this point out of touch with the public about COVID? I, I think it's hard to argue that, uh, you know, the media is a, a large uh, group of people, but a lot of the media does seem, when I look at it and, and then travel the country, to be very out of touch with people. I mean, if you travel the country, people are not really living in the same uh, bubble that it seems that... Uh, most of the media is messaging toward. And, right. and so, yeah, and, and so I, I, I think this is an issue because if people are tuning out uh, what's going on in cable news, if we're not messaging toward uh, the general population, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, ignoring everything and, and living their lives. Uh, and, and we're not really getting the information that they need to them. That's in the Reliable Sources newsletter. Here's a, here's a big, overly broad question for you. <laughs> Do you hear what he just said? Also, did you notice how come none of these people have any bass in their voice whatsoever? Is there a coincidence there? Um, but besides character assassination here, um, <laughs> is the media out of touch with the people? I have been saying that forever. You've been saying that forever. We've all been seeing it. That's why people are turning you guys off. But there's this interesting thing that these types of narcissists do, which is to bring the elephant right into the living room, admit to it, and then carry on as normal. 
Do you notice that? Think about that. So I'm here critiquing, shouting from the rooftop, guys, the media is totally out of touch with the average person. They live in their own bubble. They're all paid off. They're all shills for pharmaceutical organizations and big corporations. They're all owned by Vanguard and BlackRock. They have conflicts of interest coming out of the wazoo. It's blatantly fake news. There's gazillions of examples we could go through of fake news stories, lying, you know, parroting information that turned out not to be true. No apologies ever issued. Just carry on as normal. And yet they still pretend to be the authority in the land with that kind of track record. And now they're actually just coming right out. CNN. CNN. Saying, yeah, the media is out of touch with reality. The media is out of touch with the country. Everybody knows it. That's why nobody, that's why your ratings are worse than even low-level podcasts. But they're admitting it. Now, in one sense, maybe some maybe they're having to admit it. Maybe we're watching a movie. All right. There's that idea. There's the idea that the only way to now appeal to the public is to start calling yourself out and making fun of yourself. And the reason I think there's another strategy to this is because I've had personal experience with these um, manipulative sociopathic types where, and you'll even see this even with people that aren't trying to do anything bad. They're just trying to cover up for something. You know, they're, they're, they're so worried about what other people think of them that they can never be authentic in front of you. Okay. There's just those people. They're not evil. They're not bad. They just, they're fake. Okay. They're fake. And they're trying to cover up the insecurities that they have. I think we all know people like this. Well, what those kind of people do is they kind of know consciously that their actions are pretty obvious, right? Their, their neurosis, their little quirks, their little weirdness. They know that. So what they do is they call themselves out in front of you. Have you ever seen this? And they do, and then they, and then they continue to behave in that way because it's as if that's the way that they feel they've neutralized the threat of your bad opinion of them is by saying, let me just put the elephant in the living room right now and we'll make fun of it and I'll make fun of myself. Ha ha ha. And then I'll just continue to be like that so that you accept me because I made fun of myself. See, I've neutralized any kind of negative opinion you're going to have by making fun of myself. Don't comedians do this for a living? So this is what the media is doing. Yeah, we're out of touch with reality, guys. Make sure you tune in at 6 o'clock to get the news updates of what's really going on. And don't listen to those conspiracy theorists. And make sure you check all the Reuters fact checkers for your information. It's, a, it's an amazing bait and switch. And there's definitely a lot of psychological things we could bring up to uh, back up what we're saying here. Now, this was interesting. Well, I'll just show you the headline. I won't read it all to you. Bonnie Henry, which is where I, where I live in British Columbia. She's our Anthony Fauci. Uh, British Columbia has joined Ontario in admitting that its COVID hospitalization numbers don't tell the whole picture when it comes to to who is actually sick with COVID and who simply tested positive for it. <laughs> what was I saying about PCR tests again? And isn't it funny that they're about to change that testing very, very soon so that it will start to factor in the flu? Oh, and speaking of which, I have, I have, well, let's go through a few. Vaccinated, this is a CTV News Calgary. 
vaccinated hospital patients outpace the unvaccinated. So here's me proving my previous statement that in Alberta, the vaccinated outnumber the patients in the hospital. Look, COVIDians, it comes from CTV news. It must be true. There you go. Vaccinated hospital patients outpace the unvaccinated. But of course, they have to put a comma that says, but it doesn't mean the shots don't work, of course, say the experts. They just, look, they, they're lazy now. <laughs> they don't even have to just say experts agree or some experts or we, we're interviewing an expert at six o'clock news. They just say experts now. They just put experts in the title and people will go, oh, right. The, like, because when I start reading this, I'm a little concerned. Okay, if I'm a vaccinated COVIDian that's got two masks on right now, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, a vaccinated hospital patients outpace the unvaccinated. What? I've been lied to. I've been hard. Why am I wearing this stupid mask? Oh, wait a minute. But it doesn't mean the shots don't work. Oh, phew. oh, and experts? Oh, put the mask back on. Get me another one. You got a jab on you? Give me a jab. It's amazing. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's listen to this guy. And another area that we announced today, uh, uh, a partnership with BIM, are the rare diseases. These are diseases mainly that um, uh, uh, they have as a cause a mistake in your DNA. It's a genetic mistake. Something is wrong with your DNA, and as a result, you have a disease. Now, what we try to do with uh, the base gene editing technology, which uh, BIM is uh, a master, uh, yeah. it is to targets that will be delivered through mRNA that will be able to correct this mistake. There are several genetic technologies. We did a lot of due diligence, and we thought that the base, this is how it's called, the technology base, is the best. And also we did a lot of due diligence about companies, and the best one was BIM. And this is why we, we did this partnership. We are having some other deals that we announced today that will help us to improve even further. Uh, the Acuitas, which is given us uh, license for 10 different targets in uh, the LNP uh, target. LNP, it is the lipid nanoparticles that are used to transfer the RNA. And the last but not least, it is the codex. What codex technology is all about? They are uh, creating DNA instead of biological manufacturing, yeah. which means that you have virus to make it. It's a synthetic. And, and it's synthetic. You have a mistake in your DNA um, that was put there by nature or God or whatever, your genetic background. And we, the lovely, wonderful, always on the up and up, never involved in criminal activity that results in the death and maiming of people all over the world, at Pfizer, we are in charge of correcting the mistake that nature made. And that's what these shots are all about. And we're basically repro reprogramming your DNA to fix you. Huh? So you know who's going to jump into this? You know who's going to die, be died in the flesh, COVIDians? You know who's just can't wait? Who's salivating at the comments of the Pfizer CEO about how he's explaining that their new partnerships with gene editing companies will correct genetic mistakes in your DNA? <laughs> Sounds lovely. The people that already feel like they are mistakes on a psychological level. The people who feel out of place, 
the people who feel they're not good enough, the people who feel they got the bad roll of the dice with the genetic roulette. They are the minions of these people, and they know it. They're calling on an ancient, they're calling on a deep trauma in your psyche that says you're not good enough in your current state, and so we're here to fix the problem. And your mind skips over all the details about mRNA, blah, blah, genetics, you know, putting shit in there, the gene editing, CRISPR, blah, 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 mumble jumble. (laughs) The scientists know best, right? Trust the science. What I'm caring about is his words where he said he can fix me because I'm broken. If he can fix me because I'm broken, then I will kneel at his altar and put a picture of this guy on my wall and pray to it every day. Just like the people of history did for their religious gurus, their priests, their cult leaders. That's why they signed up for Jim Jones at Jonestown, guys. And they packed up their kids and they flew to Jonestown because the world was broken. They were broken. And only Jim Jones knows how to fix it. These people know this. They know it. If I know it and you know it, of course they know it. And it's a big business selling people salvation, isn't it? Oh, nice little quote to put a little pep in your step. Comes from J.R.R. Tolkien from the Fellowship of the Ring. This is my anti-black pillar medication for the day. The world is in need. The world is indeed full of peril and in it, there are many dark places, but still there is much that is fair. And though in all lands love is now mingled with grief, it grows perhaps the greater. I won't, I won't dissect it. I just left it there. I'll let you guys think about what he means. But uh, yeah, it's a mixed bag, my friends. It's not all bad. It's not all dark. It's not all hopeless. Don't listen to the people that are telling you that it is. They've just, those are just people that gave up already and tapped out. Don't be one of those people. Maxime Bernier. Um, the popular Canadian politician, one of the guys that's literally leading the charge at protests and trying to get this information out. He says, uh, he's talking about the trucking here. So this is from the CBC. This is our main, main media outlet here. Canadian Bullshit Corporation says, vaccine mandate for truckers could lead to mass layoffs and supply chain issues. This is a big story here. Starting to sound a lot like Australia. And he's just saying, but the fascist Trudeau government still insists in going on going ahead with it. Because that's the plan, Maxime. They want to bring down this economy. They want to finish the job. We need to understand this. Yeah, here we go. Two hot, this is from uh, Marky. Just, you know, anecdotal, but it all starts to add up, doesn't it? Two hospitals that I'm familiar with, he says, have closed over 50% of their ICU beds due to staffing issues. So they now report their ICUs are at or beyond 100% capacity. See how this works? I mean, we've been talking about this forever. I even had a lovely uh, paramedic, veteran paramedic on my show. You can go check that interview out where she gives her account of what happened and how... um, I don't, and also I interviewed some other people as well that were saying the same thing. And I've also spoken, I've had private communications of anonymous people that work within the health industry that tell me this kind of stuff as well behind the scenes. And I've had numerous nurses now tell me that uh, the issue is staffing issues, always has been and always will be until they fix that. 
And that was already happening before they started laying off thousands upon thousands of medical workers that didn't want to take the jab, which is something that I'm sorry, I don't know what universe you might live in, who you think that this is normal during a pandemic, but you don't do that during a pandemic, especially when those workers have already been engaging with the front line of this thing for two years straight. You don't just pull them off the front line just because they don't want to take your jab. These people are immune as, as you can possibly be. They're sitting there bathing in, in blood and feces all day and they're not dead. So the fact that they even are still living uh, should make everybody think twice about whether or not this is a deadly pandemic, right? But here we go. Here's what's going on in Paris. The cops are overwhelmed. <laughs> Stuff's happening everywhere. I don't think they have the manpower to do what they wish they could do. Look, even old Peterson's starting to snap out of it, eh? Thank God, finally. Look at him. If Peterson's saying this after going out and telling everybody to just take the jab and suspend all of your irrational judgment for six months, he came out and sort of apologized for that and he's kind of kicking himself now. Like I hear he only took the first jab and now he's he's been, you should see his Twitter these days. He's blowing it up. Might be just because he needs some more followers. Might be because he's genuine. I'll let you decide. But here he goes. He's saying it. CDC director can't say how many of the 836,000 deaths of in America are from COVID and how many are with COVID. I was telling you that shit in the beginning of 2020 because I was talking to doctors and interviewing them on my show. And I remember getting banned from social media accounts for saying that. And now the CDC director gets to come out and say it. I think I got a video of her saying it in a minute. We'll see. Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. 222 minutes. This is a cool account on Twitter because they're making fun of a show in Canada that's been very popular for a long time uh, called This Hour Has 22 Minutes. And they kind of do like a... Um, a satire account. But anyways, they're like, we need to stop accommodating the anti-science, pro-lockdown, pro-mandate extremists. We need to think about that. Stop supporting them. Stop accommodating them. Stop accommodating your friends and family when they, they, they're just repeating information that they heard from these liars and criminals. Correct them. Be gentle about it. Be whatever you need to be about it. But stop accommodating everybody. If you're walking around without a mask and a bunch of Karens surround you, stand your ground, speak truth, and don't back down. Enough is enough. Look at this. Denis Grand Court. Well-regarded scientist in Canada. I am now, I am a conspiracy realist. People are starting to get it. People are starting to get it. Oh, this is some sad news. Unfortunately, Canada's constitutional attorney, Rocco Galati, is reportedly dealing with a life-threatening crisis. He is in the ICU in medically induced coma with intubation. Ah, what the hell? This is not good. Although I did uh, see there was a post on one of his websites that was saying he's stable, his family is with him, thoughts and prayers. It looks like he's going to be okay, but I don't even know what's what anymore. But it would be sad to lose another. He's the only constitutional lawyer that's doing anything on that level. 
There are people in Canada that think that isn't the right strategy, but screw them, man. We got to throw every strategy in the book at these people. No court in Canada has even addressed any of the science, any of the claims, nothing, because they're all bought off. They're all cowards. And until they prove otherwise, I'm going to keep exposing them for who they really are. Traitors to this country. Not allowing real case like this to be heard in a court. Why are you afraid? If it's so bad, have the case, let it be public, and let us all look like idiots if you're so right in your position. Have Rocco Galati go in there, have all the press go in, film it, compare evidence, do a debate, stop running. There's debates, challenges that have been put out there that haven't been answered yet. People have put money. They're like, here, I'll pay you $5 million to prove me wrong. There's money on the table. Tell all your friends that are chirping in your ear, hey, the masks work, the vaccines work. We just, it reduces the severity of the illness. Okay, then go make yourself some free money. Go debate these doctors that are putting millions of dollars on the table if you can shut them down and prove to them that what the government and the media are saying is true and that what they're saying with their data and their evidence and their science is false. Why don't, why are you messing with me for? Go take up the gauntlet and prove your case and win yourself millions of dollars if you believe in what you're saying so much. Why has nobody, no doctor, no scientist, nobody from the CDC, no, nobody from the Canadian health ministry, why aren't you taking them up and making a free payday? You'd probably make more money than what the CCP party of China is throwing in your, in your shirt. But no, because you're all cowards and you know you're lying. So it's actually a good sign on our side of this. Here we go. I've seen this all the time now on social media. I'm seeing this in personal cases of friends of mine where people are saying this. I got th this person saying three jabs. I've seen people see this after one jab or two jabs. I have a story of what happened to me yesterday after this, but this guy's saying, I got three jabs. I got myocarditis. Now I have 50,000 cases. Now we have 50,000 cases a day. Why did I get vaccinated for everyone when I didn't need it for myself? Who lied to us? So this is a sign. This is the... This, do not go on this person's Twitter and start going, hey, hey, I told you so. Don't do that. Kudos to anybody that has at least the virtue to come out and admit that they were wrong and start asking questions. So we got to unite the no-vaxxed, the single-vaxxed, the double-vaxxed, the triple-vaxxed that are against government tyranny and are realizing that we've all been had. We're all on the same team now. Welcome. I don't judge you. You made your decision under duress. You made your decision in an environment of psychological warfare. You made a decision based out of, out of fear. Everybody was a white belt one day at one point in time. And welcome. Pull up a chair. You're needed in the fight against this. And we will do everything we can to try to help repair the damage that sadly has been done. But we're not repairing shit unless we topple this totalitarian regime and destroy this lie. So welcome to the fight. Welcome to the fight. There's going to be more joining day by day. And this one here is just a great little synopsis as we start to wrap this up. And it's also pretty hilarious. So take it away. Uh, where, should I wear a mask? We know that masks don't really stop you from getting this type of infection. The, the science is pretty much settled on this. Masks don't work. Okay, so no masks. Actually, they're mandatory, and also we're shutting down everything. Wait, what? 
Yeah, it's called lockdown. I'm basically declaring martial law and saying that you can't leave your house or gather in large groups. How do you think you're going to get people to go along with this? Well, it's only for two weeks. <laughs> it's going to last forever, isn't it? Maybe. And you're shutting everything down? Everything? Every restaurant? Every store? Yep, absolutely everything. Everything's shut down. We're all in this together. So like even like Walmart and Target? No, they can stay open. Okay, well, what about like McDonald's or Taco Bell? <laughs> Obviously McDonald's and Taco Bell can stay open. Okay, so the big chain stores can stay open, but if a small business tries to stay open, we will send a tank and point a rifle in their face and maybe send them to jail. But it's only for two weeks or years or whatever. I mean, won't that crash the economy? Oh yeah, 100% for sure. Okay, but this stops the virus. It does not, no. Okay, uh, other than masks that don't work and lockdowns that don't work, is there anything else you suggest that we do? Oh, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm, I'm imposing plastic barriers and uh, social distancing as well. Okay, so those work. <laughs> no, of course not. It's ridiculous, just think about it. But we do encourage contact tracing where you download our app to your phone and then use it to log everywhere you go and everything you do and everyone you interact with. It sounds like a precursor to vaccine passports. No way, that's crazy. Hey, by the way, we sent a uh, investigative team to figure out the origins of the virus. Oh, so you're investigating the lab? No. Uh, okay, well, who are you sending to investigate? The guy who runs the lab. Yeah, this sounds suspicious. It's not. I mean, the whole thing sounds sketchy. Nothing you're saying really makes any sense. And it seems like the same people imposing the masks and lockdowns are the same people that are benefiting from it. And it seems like it's going to have way worse long-term effects than the virus itself. I mean, all of this seems arbitrary and expensive. Well, it's only until we get the vaccine. And, and actually, it's going to be a wonderful, revolutionary new mRNA vaccine. So, you know, thank God we have Bill Gates helping us with this. Uh, Bill Gates, isn't he the one who thinks the most pressing issue the Earth faces is overpopulation and that the best way to reduce population is through vaccines? Uh, didn't he give a TED talk to that effect? No, shut up. He loves you. <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay, I'm going to stop sharing this screen. I'm going to do one more share to leave you with, guys, to leave you on an upbeat note because I'm not here to spread doom and gloom or fear. We've got enough of that running around the world, wouldn't you say? Oh, and thanks to, somebody just gave me a can. Nat Henley gave me a cookie. Thank you so much, Nat. And Lou Ann gave me a can. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Um, all right, I'm gonna leave on a positive note. This was a clip. You can find this clip on my Rumble page. So find DW Truth Warrior on Rumble. Make sure you subscribe. If this video resonates, it's a few minutes. Um, it's a positive note. It's a little clip that I put in chapter three of Cult of the Medics. It comes from my good friend and colleague, Michael Desarian. He lit the mic up back in 2009 at a conference talking about how evil contains within it the seeds of its own destruction. This was sort of the first time I heard this concept. It really helped me um, and I really wanted to share it with you. So I dressed it up a little bit and made it pretty cool for you. And I've just put this clip out there because I know not everybody's spending the time to watch the whole documentaries. So we need quick little clips for this stuff. Um, so I'm gonna leave you with it to leave you on a good note. So uh, I'll say goodbye here. Let me just get this all set up. And what else have I got coming up? I got some other shows planned for you. Um, we've got a lot more coming your way. So make sure you keep tuning in. Follow me over on my social media channels so you get updated on all the stuff that we're doing. And don't give up. We're going to win. We're already winning. I know it doesn't always look like it, but this is what it requires. It requires us to have a spirit that wants to win this right to the end, if that's what it takes. 
So keep that hope alive, surround yourself with like-minded people who are positive, who aren't giving up and uh, who are interested in seeing freedom win the day and to continue to explore the truth. So with that, I'll sign off. I'm going to leave you with this video and I'll catch everybody next time. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Here we go. They can't win because of all said in my other metaphysical work, evil contains within it the seeds of its own destruction. And one really needs to meditate on that deeply and also see it applied in your own life with the tossers that surround us and other evil injustices that are done even in, you know, in plain view. Watch that experience. Watch what happens to a person that becomes who's evil and ruthless and negative. Just observe it. And you'll notice that this is in fact the case. And it's certainly the case up the fractal. Evil contains within it the seed of its own destruction. The moment that you take that kind of anti-human negative stance, you're just waving a red flag to nature, go come and get me, which is exactly what's happening now. It's called the age of revealing and the age of awakening. All the message that somebody like me can give is, can you please get into the spirit of that? Because it's happening anyway. And you can either get into sync with it, or you can just sit there and be smashed when you know the river takes a turn. Your boat will, your ego boat right, will be smashed. Can you let go of the shores, like the Hopi prophecy says? Can you let go of the oars and go with that flow? Because it's a very dynamic flow and it will handle it. What happens with us is that we think, oh my God, what's little old me going to do? It's really difficult, you know? And, and then it becomes like you're suddenly taking it personally as if your ego is going to be able to run out there like in the old days, you know, grab a sword and do something about it. We have no capacity in that, in that realm. It's, it's a mixture between tremendous responsibility and self-awareness of it, but at the same time, the ability to, as Neil was saying, go yin. Let go and let the higher force guide you. A higher form of guidance and a higher form of strategy takes care of this. It doesn't mean abnegate your responsibility, but it means try to always remain with your head in the clouds but your feet on the ground. This is both a physical war, but it's also a psychic one. And the guidance that comes to you is the most important thing, and it will show you where to go and what to do about it. And that kind of particular guidance I'm talking about is not the same kind of sorcery that the Black Lodge has. They have high intelligence and they have come tremendous human knowledge about us on the most fundamental level. But they lack that connection to the higher intelligence. And that's their ultimate downfall, together with what I said about evil having the seeds of destruction within it. You choose that road and you will be terminal. You choose the organic, living, feminine you know, flow of the Tao. And no matter what tyrannies exist in the world, no matter how things get bleak, even if things got 10 times as bleak as they are now, worse, like a prison planet, really and truly, as long as you're with that flow, you're in your center. And it's, it, it doesn't matter, you see. So it's all about where you are. And they, they can't inhabit that place, which is why they want dominion right, over the world. They cannot rise themselves, and we have to understand this. They're static spiritually. And the moment that you start doing your spiritual homework, the moment you do your spiritual homework, you are then on the road to victory.